today with a story. Sounds good. Okay, this is the story of Peter and Jesus walking on the water. So let's let's talk through this. So Jesus has just fed the 5,000. There's crowds of people. And he dismisses the disciples and he says, go ahead, go on, go get in the boat. I'm guessing they're probably tired. Probably. Okay. It's been a couple days of like people following them and, and them speaking and talking. And so he dismisses the disciples. And I think he's being a good leader and saying, you go rest. I'm going to dismiss the people. I'll, I'll get them gone. And, and then he goes to the mountain alone. He's probably also exhausted. Yeah. And, and maybe a little claustrophobic. I don't know. <laughs> I'd be feeling a bit, a bit that way with 5,000 people clamoring for my attention. And he spends some alone time with the father. And then scripture says in the fourth watch of the night, which is about 3 a.m. to 6 a.m., he just goes out to the boat, to the disciples, which is out on the water now. And it says it's being, um, I think, buffeted by the waves. So we're not talking like, a clear, calm, quiet lake. We're talking about a lake that's got some movement and there's some rocking back and forth. And Jesus just walks on the water. And the disciples are, my guess is probably most of them are asleep. There's probably a few of them keeping watch. And it says that they're terrified. Mm-hmm. And would be too. in the middle of the dark night, in the middle of a lake, they see a figure coming towards them. And their automatic thought is, it's a ghost. And I was trying to put myself in their position going, what would I think? I mean, I don't really, I'm, I don't think about ghosts. It's not the world that I live in. So yeah. I don't know what I think. It's a ghost. I don't know what I would think. But it says that they were terrified and they thought it was a ghost. And Jesus says, take courage. It's me. <laughs> I love that. Take courage. It's me. And then the next picture, the next thing that happens is Peter. Uh, Peter. Peter is one of my favorite characters in the Bible. And he says, to the Lord. He says, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come. And I wonder like, Lord, if it's you, does he doubt that it's him? Does he think, oh, maybe it's still a ghost and the ghost? Like, I don't know what he's thinking when he says that, but he says, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come. So the Lord says, come. Peter gets out of the boat and he goes and scripture says that he walked on the water toward Jesus. All of a sudden it says, but there's always a but, right? Right. But he saw the wind and he was afraid. The wind must have been picking the waves up and all of a sudden he's afraid and he cries out, right? Lord, save me. And he begins to sink. And I just, I just am taken by this. He has faith to climb out of the boat. Right. And he's focused on Jesus, and then he's distracted by the wind and the waves, and he loses focus, and he begins to sink. How often do we lose that faith? First of all, do we have faith to start to get right. out of the boat? And then do we keep that faith, or do we allow distractions to discourage us? We wanted to start this episode talking about this because it sets the stage for faith, which is the conversation we're having. And I think this is probably one of the most famous stories in the Bible about faith. Yeah. I mean, our faith is worthy of 
I mean, we could do a whole season, you know, about how important our faith is because faith takes us on a journey. Mm -hmm. And like Peter probably never thought that he would be walking on the water. He probably never even thought that he would be living life with the Messiah. Right. But that's what faith does. Faith takes us on a journey that I think a lot of us would never think that we would be on. Um, But the sad thing is it even talks about in the scripture that many people, their faith can get derailed. Yeah. Um, They lose faith. And so we want to talk about, you know, how important our faith is, but really like, how are we how are we exercising our faith? Yeah. Because that was an exercise of faith for Peter to get out of that boat. Yep. And I really believe that if you just look at how Jesus, and I know you've been in the Gospels a lot recently, but if you just look at how Jesus interacted with his disciples, I think he was teaching them how to live yeah. and minister by faith. And that's something that he wants us to learn to do as well. Yeah. So let's start by redefining because our last podcast was about hope. So let's talk, let's just start by once again, defining hope and faith and kind of the difference that we're using as kind of the foundation for this little mini series we're doing. Yeah. So, I mean, last time we defined, according to Casey and Linda, um, hope as a posture of the heart, you know, you're, you're hoping for something that maybe you haven't seen yet, but, um, Faith, I feel like, like you said last time, it goes with hope, but our, our, and our faith is informed by our hope, but faith really, I mean, it's an action. You know, James says faith without works is dead. Yeah. Something dead doesn't do anything. (laughs) There is no more action. (laughs) FYI. (laughs) If it's dead, it's not doing. Right. So therefore faith has to be in action. Faith Mm -hmm. is seen. You cannot say, I think James says that you can't say that you have faith, but then we can't see it. Right. So faith is an action. Right. Yeah. The last podcast we talked about the realignment of our hope and making sure we're putting our hope in the right things and how, if our hope is on the one who is the giver of all things of life and the creator and the encourager, if our hope is there, then the act of faith, walking out our life in faith becomes a little bit easier. We're not saying it's going to be simple, (laughs) but it becomes a little bit easier because the hope is set correctly. Mm -hmm. So now the walking out of faith, we're pointed in the right direction. Yeah. That's a good way to say it. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Mm -hmm. Every once in a while, I get a good one. Yeah, you do it all the time. (laughs) If our our hope is in the right place, then it points us in the right direction for our faith. That's really good. Right. Well, one of my favorite chapters um, in the Bible is is Romans, and it talks about how, Romans 4, I should say, Abraham was justified by his faith. And I think that, again, tells us how important our faith is, because we could not be saved if we did not have faith. Right. We literally ca- could not be saved. We could not have eternal life if right. we did not have faith um, in God. And we can talk about a different time about the size of our faith and all that stuff. But today, for today's purposes, we want to talk about kind of like that story that you set up is what is the, how are we exercising our faith? Peter jumped yeah. out of the boat. Yeah. Your question was, would I have even gotten out of the boat? Yeah. Right. I mean, I think it's twofold. I think for me really, and I think that's what we're, where we're headed is number one, would we get out of the boat? But I think for, for a lot of believers, um, a lot of Christians, I think it's, yeah, we've gotten out of the boat, but we've gotten really distracted. Yeah, the wind and the waves scared us. Exactly. And so I think this podcast really is, or this episode really is about like, okay, how do we 
actively walk in faith without allowing those distractions to come because distractions lead to discouragement and discouragement leads to fear. And when fear takes a hold, faith dissolves like in an instant. That's right. And we don't want to live in fear. We don't want to live a life that's discouraged and we distracted. I want my eyes to be focused on the prize. I want to run for that. Like Paul talks about, I want to run with my eyes focused on the prize. So what does that look like? That takes faith and we have to exercise that extra, that word exercise. That's mm-hmm. labor. I don't like yeah. exercise. Well, and honestly, most people <laughs> don't like exercise. So that's, that's just a whole nother thing of putting exercise and faith together exactly. is why we have to have this podcast because yeah. we don't like exercise mm-hmm. in our body. And sometimes we don't want to exercise our faith either. Yeah. And it's like you said, it's training. He, the, the Jesus was training the disciples. That's the same thing. It's exercise. It's extra, it's training, it's labor, it's work. Yeah. Um, it's the action of walking it out. And I think just that very word is means that it's, it's not just like a walk in the park. It's effort. It is effort. Mm -hmm. There is required focus and concentration and determination. And, um, and so, yeah, I I like that. that. So faith, exercising your faith takes, um, required focus and determination. It takes effort. And now I want to add, it also takes risks. Ooh, yeah. Because let's flip the script on Peter walking on the water. Okay. Because now you're Peter. Yep. And Jesus saved you out of the water. You're back in the boat. Okay. You know what I would have been saying if I was Peter? Oh my gosh, did you guys see me walk on the water? (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, we always focus on how he fell, which I think is important. Yeah. But he also did do it. He stepped Mm -hmm. out. He did. And so I think he was probably pretty excited about that. And I will guarantee you that even though, and this is a really good encouragement, because even though we could say, oh, well, he failed because he fell in the water. Did he really? He exercised his faith. And I will guarantee you, Peter's faith grew after that night. Mm -hmm. And that's what we need to do. We need to realize that when Jesus calls us to something, we got to step out of that boat. Even if we fall, we've still exercised our faith because our faith grew that much more in whatever steps we did take. Well, yeah, because look what happened. Peter, Peter was, Peter may have lost focus, but, but what happened? Jesus stepped in and saved him. So his faith was grown in that and encouraged in in that. It's knowing, okay, I did this. I can do it again. But also when I mess up, my savior rescues me. Yeah, it's good. And I think that the thing that the Lord has shown me in my life over and over again is that sometimes like I think that my faith is really small. We, you know, the Bible talks a lot about this mustard seed faith. And I think that like, I'm like, I'm like a quarter of a mustard seed sometimes, (laughs) you know, it's like a, like barely a toe over the line. And sometimes that is like all I can manage. And I feel like it's not good enough. And I feel like I'm failing or Mm. I'm somehow, I'm somehow I've lost focus or whatever. But I think that what the Lord has shown me was that he is pleased if this, if the posture of my heart is on him, he is pleased with the smallest of actions of faith moving in the right direction. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be a giant step forward because we all move at our own pace. Mm-hmm. He is just satisfied and pleased and so happy with us right. moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the first encouragement. You know, you're exercising your faith. And when you do, even if you feel like you fall, you have not failed. And then the other thing is, let's think about Jesus. When Jesus got back in the boat with Peter, Mm -hmm. do you think Jesus was bad at Peter? Or do you think he was like, oh, Peter, that was awesome. You came out of the water with me. You know, like that's really what 
what our faith does is it partners us with Jesus and mm-hmm. what he's doing in the earth. Yeah. Like when I'm teaching my kids how to ride a bike, mm-hmm. I'm always like cheering them on. If they mess up, I'm not like yelling at them and screaming right. at them. I'm saying, you did it. You did it for a minute. You can do it again. That's like right. get back up, try again. And I think that if that's me, he's so he's a better parent than I'll ever be. So... Well, I think that's that's the answer then is we need to make sure that we have our faith encouraged by Mm, those around us and maybe allow other people to be in. I think it's really important when you feel like the Lord's asked you to do something. Yeah. It, and it could be the smallest thing in your personal life. It, could, I mean, you and I have had conversations where we're encouraging each other to have our quiet time. Yeah. Like, hey, make sure, like, because we just moved and both of our, you know, um, routines. routines were out yeah. and we, we had a conversation like, but that's the kind of conversations, like, I'm encouraging you in your faith yes. to do that. Yes. And you're encouraging me in my faith. Yeah. And so it doesn't have to be this grandiose thing about like walking on the water or, you know, like, oh, the Lord told me to run for president, you know, or whatever. I mean, it doesn't have to be that big. <laughs> It's the little things. Yeah. But if we isolate, if we never share ourselves, if we never share like our stories with people, then our faith can get really dried up. So I feel like faith grows um, in the in the company of other faith. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. I mean, the Bible says what we spur one another on, right? That's right. Right. Okay. So being around people, being open, having maybe some vulnerability, which yes. is not always easy. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think um, we, we, me me, Casey, because I like to control things, get bogged down in the details yeah, and what is happening next and if one. things aren't going according to plan. And so that brings discouragement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's when, again, we just have to release things to the Lord constantly because we think things are going to work out a certain way um, because the Lord asks us to do something, but that's not yeah. necessarily. So we just have to constantly... I think faith again with the action is faith is constantly also releasing things back to him. Oh yeah. Um, yesterday morning I had a great prayer time with the Lord. I felt like some things were settled that he was inviting me into to pray about. And then the rest of the day I was cranky and I was like, why am I so cranky? I like had the best time with Jesus today. These two things don't go together. I should be like on cloud nine. And you know what? As I brought that thought to him, he whispered to me, he goes, because you didn't leave it with me. Mm. You prayed about it and then you took it back. back. You took the responsibility back on you. And so maybe that's that answer is faith. Faith also constantly puts the responsibility of how things work out back into the hands of the Lord. That's good. That's actually good because what it requires of us is to move forward and whatever he's called us to do. But what, it, but what it also requires is that we let go of how, what it, what it looks like. Right. And that's hard. Mm-hmm. If we're going to do this, if I'm going to do this, then I want it to look a certain way. If right. my name is going to be attached to this, then I want it to have the Casey stamp of yes. perfection or approval or whatever. Yes. And th- that's letting go of that. Mm-hmm. Lord, you called me to this. So I trust your plans for me, no matter what they may look like. But I also think that goes hand in hand with something we've talked about before, which is that we assume that because God called us to something that all the doors will open and it will be easy. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that that's actually promised anywhere in scripture. <laughs> I believe favor is promised. Right. Blessing is promised, but I don't believe easy is. I would happen to agree with you on that one, Casey. <laughs> um, and that comes back to Romans four, where it's talking about Abraham and faith. And if you think about Abraham, he was given 
a promise. Yeah. And he was invited into a journey with the Lord. And he had to do all of that by faith. But the time that he took it now, Hebrews 4 doesn't bring this up. The writer of Hebrews is so nice not to bring up how Abraham messed up. <laughs> but I'll bring it up. Um, he wanted to take it into his own hands. Yeah. Or I guess his wife, you know, was like, hey, why don't we do this? And bada bing, bada boom, we can have a baby this way. Mm-hmm. And she thought that was still going to be by faith. Right. So sometimes with our faith, yeah, we have to let go, but it's also in the letting go, we have to also wait. Mm. And you can actually have an active wait. I know that that's something that you're passionate about because you're like, yeah, Yeah. waiting is not passive. No. I mean, I think that there are some circumstances you're waiting at the DMV. Maybe that's passive. Okay. (laughs) But when we're waiting, (laughs) torture is a good word for that. Um, But I think waiting in any capacity can feel a little bit like torture. But I think that active waiting, waiting in faith and waiting in hope for the Lord um, is active because it comes back to, I think this is when hope comes back in and that anchor of hope becomes so crucial because we are hoping in things that we have not seen that we have been promised and know and have an expectation that are coming, but they're not there yet. That doesn't mean that we sit on our laurels and just be like, yep, I'm good. God promised this. It means that the posture of our heart, I think is always waiting and looking in that hope. Is this it? Okay. Nope. That's not it. Okay. We'll wait for right. the next thing. Is this it? It's that watching, right? What does the scripture say about the watchman? If mm-hmm. he, if you're not looking, he will come like a thief in the night. But if you are looking, you will yes. see him. You will know that he's coming. Well, it's like this in anything, mm-hmm. in anything in our life, we have to be in a state of preparedness for it. That's good. And I think that oftentimes we get impatient for the promised thing to come and we've been walking in faith and walking in faith and digging and plowing and and planting and we're like where is the harvest and we get impatient mm-hmm. waiting and so we look the other way we're like peter and we look at the waves instead of the savior we look at the waves instead of the lord who has called us out that's good and we're distracted and yep. we miss it and, and i don't want to miss it i don't want to miss it either i'm going to read this because i feel like this scripture says exactly what you just said. It's in Romans 4. It's talking about Abraham. And it says, as it is written, and this is what God said to Abraham, I have made you a father of many nations. God said that to him before he had one child. I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him who he had believed, God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did, which yeah. is what he just did to Abraham. Right. Not, I have not you will you. be, but I ha- you you are. You I are, have even though you, you haven't seen it. Right. So then what did Abraham have to do? Now it's talking about Abraham, who contrary to hope and hope believed. So here's exactly what you just said. You have to go back to the hope. Mm-hmm. In contrary to hope, even though I have not one child, even though I'm an old man, yep. God says, I have made you a father of many nations. So who contrary to hope and hope believe so that what did, this is what his hope did for him so that he became the father of many nations, mm. according to what was spoken. Mm. So shall your descendants be. And now again, describing Abraham and not being weak in faith. See, Mm. To not be weak, you have to exercise, right? How many things have we missed? <laughs> to not and not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body, what he saw, already dead since he was about a hundred years old, and the deadness of Sarah's womb. He didn't consider what he saw. Mm-hmm. He went back to hope. He did not waver at the promise of God through 
unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. We that that literally is an outline for us yeah. of what we're supposed to do every time God says, This is what I want for you, this is what I want for your life. Before we've seen it, right. before we've experienced right. it, we have to put it deep down into our hearts because that's where we, it's our hope. It anchors us. What we're hoping in him, of hoping in him, what we talked about last time, yep. so that we can then see what we have faith for. That's yep. what Abraham did. Um, and, and did it's Abraham see all his sons? Did he see the nations? No, not in him, no. With his, not with his living eyes. No. And this is where I think the culture comes in. We want immediate gratification. We want, okay, Lord, you promised this. I'm wait, where is it? And that is, that is not always how it looks. Scripture, that scripture goes on to say that he could, that they, all these heroes of the faith that they could have looked back mm-hmm. and, and gone back and they didn't. And they pressed on knowing that what was promised, they may not see it with their physical eyes, but it will come to pass. And that's hard. That's really, really hard in our culture right now. Mm-hmm. It's really, really hard as believers. That's hard. Yeah. It's hard to think that maybe God promised something that we won't actually get to see come to fruition, yeah. not because of our own faults or mistakes, but just because God's timing is so different than ours. Yeah. Well, and that's really good that you said that, not because of our own faults or mistakes, because that's when people start getting in condemnation, yep. they beat themselves up. It's because God's timing. And and that scripture, it says what he, he didn't see the promises, talking about Abraham, mm-hmm. but he looked for the city whose builder and maker is God. And so, again, hope anchors us to the Lord to look to Him, but in faith we also have to look to Him because our faith will propel us forward, but it's forward to Him. And sometimes those promises will come after, but that doesn't mean that they're not going to happen. So even just picture that, like what would it look like, like Abraham died in faith, that he would see the promises and he was looking at it first with spiritual eyes. And that's what faith does. Right. But he had had some markers along the way of the Lord, even his son, Isaac. And then when the Lord asked him to take Isaac's life and Mm -hmm. sacrifice Isaac, like he had markers along the way of the Lord's faithfulness. Yes. And so he could, he could die. He could close his eyes on life, knowing what the Lord has said will be true because he's been faithful. Yeah. Well, and he exercised his faith. Yes. So we saw him at the beginning. He left, you know, his, the place that he knew and he walked with the Lord. He wavered there because he goes down to Egypt when he's not supposed to. He gets himself into trouble. <laughs> then he oh goes goodness. back to the land of his inheritance where he's supposed to live. Then he has the child, which was not the promise, you know. So, Abraham really like if you want to study his life to encourage you, he he grew in his faith. Yeah. He got to the point where the Bible says he was willing to offer Isaac because he knew yeah. if he killed him, God yeah. would raise him from the dead. Yeah. Like that was that was where his faith went yeah. to from where it started. And he did that one step at a time. Some yes. just like Peter, he would get out in the water, then he would mess up. But he kept on going. And that's what our encouragement is. Exercise your faith. Even when you think you've messed up, it doesn't matter. Keep going. Um, Keep refocusing on the Lord. 
Yeah. It makes me think of legacy. Like, what do I want my legacy to be to my children when they are looking at my life? Do I want them to look at my life and see a life of perfection Mm -hmm. or perceived perfection? No, because that's not real. Right. And if I want actually to encourage them in their own walk and in their own life, they need to see what it looks like for a parent, for an adult, for a a mature believer in faith to fail and mess up. But guess what? You get up and you try again and you walk in faith and you and you and you exercise it and you labor and it's hard because that's what their life will look like because right. that's what life is for all of yes. us so if it if i don't show that if i don't live that if if that's like i just i want that to be my legacy like she got knocked down but she got up again because she knew the lord was faithful and chose to walk in faith and even went and tried it took those risks and failed yes. and faith doesn't equal perfection yeah that's good Really I think good. it's more about keeping on going. Yeah. Which is faith is like the root word of faithfulness. And mm-hmm. to me, that's what faithfulness means. Like, I'm not going to stop. Yeah. I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop. And I think one of the biggest hindrances to walking in faith is that we we tend to stop because we don't have all the answers. Mm-hmm. We tend to kind of come to a halt and, um, and, and not move forward because of because all the I's haven't been dotted and the T's haven't been crossed and that sort of thing. And I think what I've learned in my own life is that inaction breeds fear, but action begets confidence and, and that confidence builds. And, and that's, that's an encouragement that stirs up faith. And that not only stirs up my own faith, but it stirs up the faith of those around me. And so sometimes you just have to get out of the boat. You just got to get out of the boat. 